Corey. You ready to get started? Oh, yeah. Let's have some fun today, man. I'm excited. You know, this is uh, going on another episode and excited about where everything is kind of turning out. And it's been a lot of fun doing this. So, uh, you know, you and I get into these deep conversations. And I keep going, where's the recorder? We need to just put this on paper right, right. now. Right. <laughs> because this is getting deep. We got to turn on the camera. Yes, yes, yes. So, so part of what we were talking about before we got on 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 the recording is the pain points as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. and pain points in terms of who you hire, who you have on your team, and both of us have different situations, but they both speak to readiness. Yep. And are you ready for the thing that you're asking for? So I'll describe my situation, and you can talk about yours. But um, in my uh, environment, we're uh, in a space, and there is, uh, as a church, and there is a, a group that is, you know, interested in moving. And I think it was just the readiness of that group or the, 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 the interest of that group that really pushed me to get clear on, wait, what are we actually ready for? Because from a leadership standpoint, your job is to look out ahead, to look at the desires of the group, look at where people want to go, where you want to go as a leader, where the organization wants to move, and actually do a real analysis. And when we boil down, like, hey, is it time to walk out the door today? Well, no, there's some things that we've got to do to actually get ready mm -hmm. in order to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and and it, 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 it was only in the being pushed in that pain point of not being where you want to be that actually helped us to actually look back and say, well, wait a minute, what is it that we actually need to get ready before we can move into our new space? I don't know. I think it, I guess this came. This comes from the, the we talked about the interview that, uh, that that Diddy did with Ray Dalio, where you said it was the quote you shared was that that pain will cause you to reflect, and it is only in that reflection that you can actually get some kind of progress. Well, I appreciate you just stole my line. But I sure okay, did. You know, I, I, I should have never shared that with you because you just took that line, okay? But look, here's the thing, and, and I completely agree with you on that. And, and to go back to what you were saying, you know, how do you know you're ready, right? Um, what I loved about that interview was, you know, Ray Dahlia said typically there were three attributes and three things that you needed to think about you know, in the, in the process of knowing when you're ready. And he said, you know, when you're hiring people, when you're trying to bring on board, you know, we always think it's all about skill set, right? The ability to know how to do something, right? But in his mind, he said that he thought skill set should have been the last thing you're looking at. Because the first thing you should be looking at is value. Like what value do they bring to the table? What do they do that kind of helps them synergize with your culture and, and what your company is all about? Do the, is there the right attitude that they fit in place and they actually, you know, for all of the purposes, you know, they're a, a perfect fit. And that's what you're looking to find out. And can I clarify something? Sure. Do you mean value, like the value that they bring to the table? Or do you mean value, like what they value? Like what's important to them 
What are their guide, their personal Got guiding principles? Yes, most definitely. I think it's the latter. I think it's the culture they have, who they are as an individual, what they believe in. You know, how do they synergi synergistically work with your organization to bring more value to the culture, right? Not necessarily the value of saying that because this person is extremely good at what they do, I'm going to pay them X, Y, and Z more. Not in that sense, but more in the sense that they add value to your group. They add value to you right. being a so how do you, how do you, is that just like an interview question? Like, is that an interview question where it's like, well, what do you value? Or what, what is something that an entrepreneur could do to actually get clear on a potential hiree, you know, hire, uh, someone that they want to hire, get clear on their values? Perfect. You know, and it's so funny you asked that because that question was actually asked in the interview. You know, he talked about personality tests. Now, we've all heard of the Myers-Briggs and the DISC test and stuff like right. that. So he talked about personality tests because something about personality tests, you can't really cheat them. You know, it's going to be who you are and what really drives you and motivates you. Someone who comes into your office and says they're this type of person. I'm all about caring and giving and making a difference in the world. They're saying all the right things, right? Right. They're saying all the polished things that you want to hear about being a good interviewer, right? Because at the end of the day, we can be really good at interviewing, right? We we know what boxes to check off. We know what the uh, employer is looking for and what they want to hear you say. Yes. But is it authentic, right? Yes. You know, I, I recently have had uh, to go through this process of trying to hire people, right? And and I got to tell you, it's got to be the most dauntingest task in the world. I do not like it in any way, shape, or form. And it was funny because in this interview, you know, P. Diddy said to himself that he was at this point, and I appreciate him being as humble as he was in the conversation because he talked about how he is just, he's frustrated, you know, mm -hmm. that he's at a certain level that he wants to expand and become more and be better, but the people who are around him are not at that level. Right. And it was frustrating because he didn't know how to either bring the greatness out of them right. or how to go out and hire the greatness from someone else right. to make things better. And I feel like for myself, I'm in that same situation, right? Mm -hmm. I know that we have hit a plateau in our company and I'm trying to figure out how do we go to that next level? How right. do I get that that stellar team that takes us beyond where we're currently at. Right. I always tell people, you know, you there's this point in time where you're going up the hill, going up the hill, going up the hill, going up the hill. And it's the difference between do you go over the hill or do you roll back down, right? Oh. And I feel like right now, because of not having the right team in place, I'm going up the hill, going up the hill, going up the hill, and I'm like, okay, I'm almost, I'm almost, I'm almost, right. dang it. And I'm right. rolling back down, right? right? And so that conversation about value adds and how to look for that right person, he talked about personality tests. But then he also talked about creating a spec sheet. What is it that you're looking for? What is it that you want in place to help you get and achieve the goals that you're going for, right? right. And I thought that was pretty valuable because like, I thought to myself, you know, do I really, or have I really taken the time out and identified all the areas that I need that I may be lacking in myself personally, because right. you know, as an entrepreneur, you can't do it all. You, you may cannot. think you can, but you got to realize that sometimes you need to humble yourself and say that there is someone out there that's better at this than me, right? Yes. And at the same time, how do I hire that person to elevate my game that makes us more profitable, more uh, business-oriented, more uh, successful in that process? And I think that has a lot to do with it. 
Right. So going back, that, that, that that's powerful. So the, the spec sheet, I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes on the notes. Okay? Right. Yeah. So, but uh, in terms of just figuring out, like, the, their attitude and do they have the same values, is this spec sheet a part of that? Like, yeah. is that? Okay. Yeah, you know, by okay. means. Because, I mean, you, look, here's the thing. Uh, it's just like when we talk about managing money, right? Mm-hmm. We say take a piece of paper out and start listing all your debts. Right. Well, to me, your spec sheet is taking a piece of paper out and listing all the things you want to accomplish in whatever it is that you're trying to go for. So yes. in my case, I'm trying to grow my business, my practice, right. make my firm grow and be a household name, be the first financial advisor or, or personal finance coach that Nike gives a uh, a signing deal to for right. wearing the stuff. Right. Notice I'm wearing Nike right now just so you guys know that, okay? Uh, but that's kind of where we're at, right? And so, <laughs> and so, you know, the focus point is when you're writing out that spec sheet, you're basically putting your wish list of what you want out there and right. making sure the people that you're kind of interviewing are going to fall into that parameter to help you get to that next level. Right. So the spec sheet is that. I think the personality test is also tying into that as well, and that actually becomes a big part of that process as well. Now, the second attribute and the second thing that he said that you needed was, of course, abilities, right? Right. That person has to have some sort of ability to be able to help you go to that next level. And so now with that spec sheet, you can look at what are the abilities you're looking for that your shortcomings are to help you fill those voids. Right. Right. So, okay, so values is the first priority. Can they really fit into the culture? Mm -hmm. Do they come to the table? Are are you looking for same worldview? You know, I don't know if the same worldview is necessarily what we're saying, but I think we're saying that we have to have some commonality that in the course of our day, we need to gel. We need to connect. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you an example. You know, um, I've interviewed some people in the past and they were extremely polished. Right. Uh, I like to say they sent their representative. OK, right. because they said everything perfect. Right. Right. They talked about how it's all about team mentality and working together and the common goal. And my job is to make you look better and all these different things that were just perfect, right? When you listen to that interview, you're going, man, this person is right on point. Right. But when you sat and talked to them, they were almost too polished, right? Like I felt like at the end of the day, they couldn't get knee deep and dirty with me, right? Right. They wouldn't take off the, the, you know, the, the, you know, Louis, yeah, the Louis yeah. Vuitton attitude kind of thing and get on the ground and like lay on the floor and start shifting through paperwork. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like I'm totally willing to do that. I'll kick off my shoes, right. drop on the ground, and let's make it happen. Right. And I felt like this person that I was hiring, I don't know necessarily that that person would do that. And right. so that to me was what I was saying about the value, the culture. There was a disconnect in that process, even though on paper they looked amazing. Right. But I didn't feel like they would be a good part of our culture. Right. right? Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. And then abilities. What what qualifies as abilities? Because I know I, 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 have, I have a little insight into what a third priority is. So I almost want to say, like, what's the third priority? And then what's the difference between the two? So to me, uh, I think the ability is the, the willingness and eagerness to execute. And let me say that again. Mm. I think the ability is the willingness and eagerness to execute. 
See, it's one thing that you have the skill set to do it, right? Right. But I think you have to also have the ability to execute it, right? Right. See, a lot of times we get people that look good on paper. Yes. They say all the right stuff. Yes. But when you look up, they're asking you, what do I do? See, right. for me, I'm hiring the best so that I don't have to tell you what to what do. What to do, right. I want you to say, Corey, as a, uh, a podcast expert, I think you should be doing this, 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 and this right. to get your brand out there. If I hire my videographer, I want him to tell me, hey, I think the the 4K video looks better than 10A video yes. and all that. And I know what that means because I really don't. But right. at the end of the day, he's giving me his expert opinion. But more importantly, he's putting a tripod up there, putting a 4K on there, and putting an 10A on there. And I can actually see the difference because he believes in what his, his ability is and the skill set it has to do so he's executing it. Does that Got make it. sense? Got it. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely, absolutely. So values, abilities, skill set. Correct. Okay. So now from from the entrepreneur standpoint, how you know, I mean, it would be great. We do what we try. We try Indeed. We try careerjob.com. Like, what do you just need personal references? Like, because I know, because I've witnessed some of these hiring processes uh, here and been a part of them. And, and then had my own with with my own team. And I guess, I you know, I almost feel like sometimes when I get someone who's good, it almost feels like luck <laughs> as opposed to I've got, skill like, set, right? right, right. I don't, I can't tell you I got a skill set with hiring people, but sometimes I luck out. Like right now I have an assistant who is, she's awesome. She's awesome. She now she's now a be graduate. Careful. She may be listening. That's true. But no, but she is she, right. No, but I wanted to know that she is awesome. Okay. But you know, she but she won't be with me forever because she's in graduate school and headed on in a completely different career, not interested in yeah. in continuing in, in ministry in that way. And so now then I'm gonna be back at square one, like, uh, how do I find that person? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I think that's the hardest thing for any entrepreneur is to find people who want to grow with the business and they're willing to put in long term. Right. You know, I, 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 I struggle with that hugely because we have a position that we like to call our director of first impressions. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is the highest turnover position we have in our office because the people who come on board, they're stepping stones, right? This is right. like a stepping stone to them. They want to be a nurse practitioner. They want to be Miss Scoop of the Week and a designer. You know, <laughs> they want to be a model, right? And I'm just in there going, okay, have you thought about long term, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and what you can get out of this long term business, right? And so I completely understand that it is a challenge and it's frustrating as entrepreneurs that we train someone and we take them through all this process and we put all this energy and time in them and then they don't last. You know, so I definitely understand the, the pain point. And as we talked about before, pain equals reflection. And equals then that kind of builds you through that progress. Right. Right. So right, I, right. I totally understand that. But uh, it's something that I think, unfortunately, we just have to go through as entrepreneurs. Now, what I what I recently have talked about and heard about was that sometimes I and mean, even in this interview, he talked about hiring people to hire the people you're looking for. Right. And I thought that was interesting because he said that sometimes you need to recruit talent to, to be able to recruit the, the talent, talent right. right? And, you know, and I've always heard about 
job placement services and recruiters right. and stuff like that. And then, you know, you kind of weigh it out. You say to yourself, is the money I'm spending on that recruiter worth it to get this certain person, right? Right. And then after you sit back and you reflect how much time and energy you've put into trying to find the right person, trying to look through all the Indeed resumes, trying to figure all that out, you realize you could have paid that recruiter his salary for the year and been in a better position and probably have found someone who wants to be there long term right. and actually is now moving in the direction you want him to be in. So for us internally, that is something I think we're leaning towards as far as our possibilities of hiring new people is really finding the right recruiter, finding the right team, finding the person that can actually deliver on that execution. But is it possible to um, to actually utilize the people that you already have on board that are a good fit to help you find people that are a good fit? And what I mean by that is because that's an expense, Birds right? Birds of a feather flock together. Right, exactly. That, that's, right. An exp that's an expense to go and find a recruiter. And maybe as an entrepreneur, I can't really add that to the bottom line. That just feels like extra. But is it possible to take the people that are there that are a good fit instead of the candidates coming in and meeting with you first, but they've actually got to go through maybe two or three levels before they actually advance to you. Right. Because the people who are with you, I would think, who know you, would be able to say, mm, that's not going to be somebody that Corey's going to want to work with. It, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? What you trying to say, Sherry? No. <laughs> I'm just a little saying, personal dig there. No, no, yeah. no, 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 not at all, not at all. I'm just saying that that the people who have assimilated to your personality right. as a CEO will have a different level of insight on who would actually fit that you might not have as a CEO. And again, I'm just troubleshooting and problem solving and like thinking about, really I'm thinking about my own situation. So <laughs> it's, you know, really utilizing the team that exists mm -hmm. to help build the team that comes. No, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, like one of the things is I have a young lady on board right now that I think is the sweetest person in the world. And I think uh, I really enjoy her willingness to be here. Right. right. And I think that's something that you can't teach. Right. right. It, there are certain individuals that just fit. They're a part of it. They believe in the concept. They believe in what you're trying to do. And it's like kind of that's where it's at. And then, and that's something I don't think you can buy. I think there's a certain individuals that have that. And I think that's what you get. So, you know, it's so funny you said that because one of my questions was is to ask her, who else do you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> that might fit in this culture, right? right. So I agree 100% with that. Um, I think the challenge, though, you know, if I'm being really candid, is – Depending on the job description and depending on what the job is, a lot of people may not have the specifications, right, or the speciality right. to be able to do the job you're looking for. Now, it's one right. thing to be able to say, hey, I'm looking for a good front office person that's going to do some admin work, as opposed to someone who's a great salesperson that's a, a personal finance coach or an author or a speaker or someone who's social media aspects. You know, you got to have certain skill sets in order to be able to do that. And right. unfortunately, that, I think, is a little bit difficult to find, you know, right. by just through a right. referral, you know, and I think that's where part of that challenge comes in. Right, 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 right. I, I'm over here. I want to just say amen, right? So listen, wealth is a team sport. And I think that we have thought of teams as groups of people, but we're a team as a country. 
and you are only as strong as your weakest link. link. There you go. And so it is, <laughs> people think of it as a liberal, a liberal idea mm-hmm. to want a team, that to, to want to help people that, that need help, but you're only as strong as your weakest link. And the thing is, is that our economy is, is it's, it, very soon China will outpace our economy. Yep. In terms of the just the sheer size of the of the of the economy, and and there are people today who are calling the 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 you know this millennium the twenty first century the Chinese century because they are on pace to overtake where we are, and I don't know. I think I like a capitalist. You know, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I don't know that I want to be under a communist uh, society. And so I think that there that that if that we have to develop an idea or an attitude that people matter and the people in our country matter. And no, I can't just leave my no. It's not okay that we have seventy thousand homeless people in Los Angeles. That's not okay. Right. That's just flat out not okay. So you know, I know this is kind of taking us into a whole different whole level, different right? Level. But I, you know, it was something well, that just well, kind of resonated no, in my mind because, when I thought no, about that because, interview. Because we have said that if all you have is money, mm-hmm. you're not, not winning. winning. There you go. And so it, it means that that it's okay to have money, but you need something else with that money. You need some. You need to be making a difference. Correct. You need to be growing personally. You need a healthy relationship. You need to look good. Hello, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you need some free time and something. You need a well-rounded life. You need real career or business goals, and then you need financial goals. But it's but it's not just about money. Right. And so there is a, you know, it, it making a difference is it, it's it's planting a seed for a tree that'll grow whose shade you may not sit under. But how do we, as a culture of people who are, you know, looking in an instant society, we want it fast, immediately. We want to microwave it and make sure it's done in two seconds kind of deal. How do we change that value process, right, to let clients, or let clients, let our children and our, and our, our, our people who we are trying to bring up to understand that it takes time, right? right? It takes time to nurture that process, right? Because we are in that process where we want everything to be instantly, right? We right. want it right want now. Micro- microwave success. Exactly. But, you know, what I've realized is, you know, it's like no matter what you do, it's the behind the scenes part that most people don't see, right? right. They don't know that I've been doing this for 25 years right. trying to get to this point, right? right? They don't know that that up and coming actor that you see out of the blue and go, oh my God, they just came out of nowhere, but they were studying it and, and honing their crafts and, and getting good at what they do to where finally something hit for yes. them, you know? Yes, yes. So how do we, how do we, how do we instill that in our children, in our culture, in our you know ability to make them understand that it's not instant. It is grinding and putting in the work and and working as hard as you possibly can. Okay. <laughs> I think that you cannot give to another person what's not already alive in you. Mm-hmm. And I think that those of us that that are putting in these twenty year grinds to build the the kingdoms that we're interested in seeing on earth. Mm-hmm. I think that we have a responsibility to do a better job of enjoying the journey. Okay. And 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 celebrating those small wins along the way because I cannot give you what's not alive in me. 
So I can't tell you to get over your microwave consciousness if I haven't gotten over mine. Correct. And so I think that it is, I think that it's the, the, the personal work that we have to do to be joyful right where we are, to be happy right where we are, and not think that because I'm happy, it doesn't mean that I'm not reaching for something greater. And because I, otherwise I can't give it to you. Right. I, I did, you know, I, well, the basketball player whose name you don't know can't give me what Michael Jordan can give me because there's a different thing that's alive in Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if we want to pass something on, we have to wake it up in, inside of ourselves. And so I think that this is maybe a call to, out to entrepreneurs that enjoy the journey. And as much as you're focused on the grind, build in windows of time where you just celebrate where you are and appreciate where you are. And then when you pass that message on to somebody else, it's going to resonate. It's going to have a level of authenticity that it wouldn't have if it's not true for you. Nice. Well, guys, I appreciate today. I hopefully hope that you enjoy this topic of wealth habits. You know, as we always say, if money is all you have, you're not you're winning. You're not winning. <laughs> Thanks, Sherry. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Except-